Welcome to A Slice of Orange. I'm Jody Bolma. Today I'm talking with Tony Saavedra, investigative reporter for the Orange County Register. Since he covers legal affairs, uh, I wanted to talk with him about the upcoming election where we're voting for Orange County races like sheriff, district attorney, and all those judges. Sheriff Don Barnes is going to be reelected because no one ran against him. The DA's race is getting a lot of attention and four candidates on the ballot likely no one will get a majority, so this will continue until November with more articles and revelations surely to come. So Vedra will talk about the dance of the DAs, which ballot designations voters seem to like for judicial candidates, and a caution that people should do their research and just, instead of just voting for a title. Local journalism matters, uh, and I'm happy to amplify and shine a light on some of the great reporters working in our community to keep us all informed. So thank you to all the reporters that I read at the Los Angeles Times, the Voice of OC, local papers like the Fullerton Observer, and the Orange County Register. So I'm happy to have Tony Saavedra join us again uh, to talk about these races. Let's get started. So welcome to A Slice of Orange with uh, Orange County Register investigative reporter Tony Saavedra. Welcome back. You were here uh, last year, and I appreciate you coming back. Great to be here. So last season, we talked about the articles you've written about the many problems in the sheriff's department, yet there's no challenger to Sheriff Don Barnes. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's because um, the sheriff has been able to build up uh, quite a powerful uh, uh, backing. Um, he's also the incumbent. Um, sure. And, and uh, you know, if you're going to go after him, you've got to make sure you got the money and make sure you got the backing. Um, at this point, nobody does. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And 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 this is Orange County. You know, they've they've um, historically backed their sheriff. Right. Um, and and we've even, had scandals before. Right. Even my Corona got reelected. Right. Um, right. So um, you know, I, I think in Orange County, you know, the feeling is very much uh, um, pro law and order and go get the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what is on the ballot. Uh, the district attorney and a whole bunch of judges, which you've been writing about. And 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 I appreciate that. You know, one of the reasons I like to highlight our, our local media is because it's how we stay informed. Um, so the district attorney, four years ago, Todd Spitzer beat longtime district attorney, Tony Rakakis, talk about an incumbent that had a lot of power. Um, and, and he promised to clean up the district attorney's office. So How's he done? Well, obviously, you know, there's still uh, quite a bit of scandal um, in the district attorney's office. Um, and some uh, um, created by things that, that Todd has said himself. Right. Um, and um, I, I think that... Um, he hasn't done a good enough job of clearing up um, some of the things that occurred. Uh, he retained, you know, quite a few people, um, and I think that has come back to bite him. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, obviously, he, the the district attorney's office has a little ways to go before um, all the the problems are, are cleared up. Yeah, and, and really, instead of an election about that, instead of an election about his performance, 
Um, we're getting mudslinging and personal attacks. Um, and, and we haven't seen much more about Spitzer's racially charged comments in the media. You know, new stories come in. But he's also been accused of retaliation, um, mishandling murder cases. It, do you think that there's more to come from those stories? There's a lot more to come. Mm-hmm. From what I understand and from what I hear. It, it um, seems and, like there was a kind of a firestorm right before the deadline to file. Um, and well, then it's kind of quieted down. Yeah. Um, there may be a reason for that. There may be that um, the information was available, but it was doled out in pieces mm-hmm. for effect. Sure, sure. And and there's always, you know, I'm always curious about the timing of when people decide to share information and, and, and leak information and disclose information. So we have four mm-hmm. candidates in that race. Uh, Michael Jacobs, Brian Chicot, Chicot, um and Pete Harden, all challenging Todd Spitzer. Um, and, and clearly Todd Spitzer has been attacking Pete Harden for almost a year. Um, mm-hmm. That That's getting really a, a, just a lot of mudslinging. Is that what our race is going to be about? Um, could be, could be. I know uh, Spitzer has tried to make it uh, about, you know, uh, Pete Harden's uh, progressive uh, um, stances and you know, trying to make it, trying to um, give the idea that he is uh, trying to turn Orange County into LA, right. you know, that type of thing. And that's basically um, tied to the fact that Pete Harden's strategist, Max uh, uh, Sabo, um, worked for um, George Gascon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's trying to make that, uh, um, trying to trying to use that tie. Um, Harden um, uh, came in with uh, um, uh, initially as a progressive, but he's been sounding off more about the rising crime, and, and which is, you know, the rising crime is statewide and is national. And um, isn't um, the uh, uh, isn't a product of the district attorney alone, either in Orange right. County or in LA County. There's sheriffs. There there are police chiefs. Right. There are socioeconomic factors involved. Right. Um, so uh, um, and and both um, both campaigns are really trying to make that that you know. Todd Spitzer is trying to kind of say that the low crime rate is because of me. I'm doing a good job. Reelect me. And then Pete Harden is kind of turning it on Todd Spitzer to say crime is going up. Right. Right. And so, like I say, um, there, there's some spin going on on both sides. Sure. And uh, um, what, the, but so far the, uh, um, the, the battle has been hinged on half-baked, half-truths being lodged at each other, um, and 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 a lot of spin to you know to wind up you know those accusations. Yeah, and and I imagine it's only going to get worse as we get closer to the the, the June election. Um, so there are two other candidates in the race, which means that it's likely this would go to a runoff if no one candidate gets a majority of the vote. Um, but but what do we know about these two other candidates? Who are they? Michael Jacobs and Brian Chicago. I don't know much about um, Brian. Um, Mike Jacobs uh, um, 
um, veteran uh, um, uh, prosecutor um, who retired some time ago, uh, but he has some baggage as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so what's, uh, um, what's that baggage? Well, it's tied back to the, um, the use of informants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and which, we called that not, the snitch scandal with the, that involved both the sheriff and and the DA's office. And so, um, it 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 just looks like from the campaign rhetoric, it's tough to find a candidate to really root for. Well, um, there is that. I won't make a value judgment, um, but sure. uh, um, there are there are some who believe that. Um, there's, like I say, all of, I don't know much about Brian. I, I understand he's from San Diego and works, uh, for the DEA's office. Um, but, um, for the others, um, um, all of them have, like I say, are, are carrying some baggage. Yeah. And that, it just makes it, you know, right for the, the, the negative campaigning of the other side. And, and my concern, and I think others, is that if if we keep just hearing negative, 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 negative all the way to November, it, you know, hurts the trust in the district attorney's office. Um, and, and so that's, I'm always a little bit concerned with the, the, the personal attacks. We're not having policy discussions about what the right, um, you know, way to approach the district attorney's office is. We're having personal attacks where people are bringing up you know, past incident incidents, but I, I guess that's politics for you. So will, will we be hearing more um, about the, the calls for Todd Spitzer to resign over um, his comments in, in the, the, the racially charged comments in that murder case? Um, I think that um, that uh, issue was not going to go away. Um. I think um, there's there may be more to come um, on that issue, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, and and basically um, what what what's been happening is that uh, um, uh, folks uh, um, um, in in the DA's office um, have been uh, um, gathering. Uh, um, ammunition these few years and it's starting to come out mm-hmm. and and are some of those you know you never know what the motive is but are are some of those motivated by loyalty to a caucus and 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 that's one of the reasons or is it not liking spitzer's management i mean do you get a sense for what some of the motives are or is that hard um, to I, parse it's hard to parse but i think it's all of the above yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine reporters, you know, get very used to people coming with with complicated motives of why they want to give you information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, um, that's why we vet the information. Sure. And, sure. And uh, try to try to do a good job of of deciding, you know, what we uh, go with and what we don't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about the judges. Um, first, there are a couple of seats that I was sorry weren't going to be on the ballot. Incumbent judges running for re-election, if there's no challenger, then they don't appear and they just win a six-year term. Um, but but I 
thought that there might be a challenger to Scott Steiner, who was censured by the California Commission on Judicial Performance for engaging in sexual activity with two women in his chambers. He won re-election after that had come to light with the challenger six years ago. Nobody ran against him this time. Larry, uh, Larry Yellen and Michael Murray, uh, you've, you've written about their involvement in the Wilkins case, which had evidence that was altered in a murder case. Um, were you surprised or is this just uh, incumbents have such tremendous power in Orange County for judicial candidates that that wasn't a surprise? No, that wasn't much of a surprise. Uh, uh, Scott Steiner, Judge Steiner, um, handily won his uh, um, challenge, uh, I believe, in 2016. Um, and that kind of sends a message. Right. That, that uh, as an incumbent, um, he uh, is likely going to win. You know, why spend your money yeah. and your time, you know, uh, uh, trying to challenge him? Um same with Michael Murray. Um, he is uh, um, facing uh, um, uh, charges by the, uh, the the Commission on Judicial Performance and uh, um, pretty serious allegations. And, 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 and it gets a little confusing because the, the the Commission on Judicial Performance is is evaluating his wrongdoing as a deputy district attorney, correct? Correct. And this is very, from what I understand anyway, it's rare for the, the commission to go back and look at someone's past before they were a judge. Right. And, and, and so that gets a little bit complicated because I guess the California State Bar can't look into it because he's no longer a practicing attorney or he's, no, you know, he's now a judge. He's not acting as an attorney anymore. And so then it kind of passes, the, 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 the disciplinary measure or the investigation passes over to the Commission on Judicial Performance. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the rules are, uh, but I do know that the Commission can do it. They are doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they could decide that they're going to um, uh, do, they could suspend him, they could censure him, they could reprimand him they could go so far as to remove him from the bench if they believe it's serious enough. Yeah. So Steiner was just censured and not much else happened. He won re-election, even though that happened. So it's possible that you could have judges on the bench that had been censured, but no other disciplinary action occurs. Okay. Correct. Okay. And, and is there an investigation on Yellen or are there just. Not that that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So I loved your article about the nine open seats, and that might be another reason that nobody challenged because there are so many opportunities. There were eight originally, and then one judge um, who was on the bench passed away, Frank Ospino. Um, so nine, uh, that, that's kind of unprecedented, right? Yeah. I talked to um, a veteran uh, um uh, official at the uh, Orange County Registrar Voters Office um, who takes in, uh, receives the paperwork on all these candidates, and in her 25 years there, can't recall ever there being that many uh, right. open seats, right. open judicial seats. And in fact, some people say it's never been the case before. I, I yeah, I think it might never have been the case before. Usually, when you know a, a sitting judge retires or dies, 
um, that, that the governor will appoint if it's in between that six year. This they the judges sort of waited to allow an open seat, and um, we call you know we call these races the lowest of the low information elections on a ballot. Um, it's so incredibly difficult. There's not a ton of money, nor would you want there to be millions of dollars being spent on campaigns. So unlike the district attorney's race, you know, there's not going to be huge campaigns. It's unlikely that they're going to go negative. Usually judicial candidates don't attack one another, um, which leaves the voters without a whole lot of information. So how, how do you recommend voters get informed? Well, first off, just they can do a basic Google search, you know, look up these people, look up if any you know past cases come up, um, look up, um, look at their um, their uh, websites. You mm-hmm. know, for a lot of them have websites um, for their judicial campaigns. You know, see who's endorsing them, see who you know, read their statements. Mm-hmm. Um, look at their ballot statements, you know, that that come out. Uh, just do some basic homework uh, yeah. on these judicial candidates. You know, there's a lot that's available just by, you know, going on the Internet. Yeah, I think voters are, news stories too. Yes. news stories, news stories, news stories ha- has to be where we start. Um, I, I think that voters are so trained by our negative, partisan, polarizing campaigns, that that it's hard to actually do research. Um, you know, comparing ballot statements, looking at the websites. Of the, a lot of them look really similar. It looks like the same. You know, political consultants are are designing them. They you know they all are trustworthy. They all have integrity. They all want to do that. It, it's sometimes hard to do that. And as much as I appreciate that they don't go negative. It, it doesn't give you a lot of indication. And, and so, I, yeah, I think that that's good advice. You wrote about ballot designations, um, helping candidates, that some ballot designations are better for the candidates. Voters are kind of more um, drawn to certain ballot designations than others. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, there was a poll that was done a few years back that determined um, certain uh, favorable ballot designations. Um, believe it or not, law professors was was one of the top scoring ones. Um, incumbent judges sure. was a, a top designation. Deputy district attorneys yeah. um, was a, um, a very strong uh, designation. And, and we a have lot a people- lot of those on, on this ballot. We, we've, we've got a ton of uh, deputy district attorneys running for uh, the judge, uh, um, judge ju- judicial seats. Yeah. And, and the, the, you know, I've been talking to some judges, uh, judicial candidates for judicial candidates for uh, this podcast and, 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 and to really kind of talk about the fact that our court system is so much bigger than just prosecution um, and, and civil cases and, you know, family law and all of that. And so, um, you know, I think voters sometimes forget that when they're voting based on that ballot designation. And maybe that's why law professor is a, a more popular designation, but we don't have any of those on this ballot. 
Correct, correct. Uh, um, you you have, I, I believe, uh, a deputy district attorney is running, or a former district deputy district attorney is running for each seat. Each seat, which which always makes me question, you know, because even though the seat numbers are for particular judges that are retiring, it's the entire county that votes for them. They're not geographic districts. And so it always seems coincidental to me that deputy district attorneys don't compete against one another. And and I think that you wrote that that's kind of the, the culture or the past practice or you know, that's that's kind of that has been an unwritten law um, it, it within you know the deputy the, the district attorney's office um, that they don't you know run against each other. So if we if we you know if people don't do a Google dive you know because some of some of these candidates are formally elected you know some of them have quite a bit of baggage of their own but nobody's going to be bringing that up in a campaign they're not going to be writing about it in their ballot. Uh, designations. So, you know, I, I'm I'm curious to how many voters are going to do a deep Google search. And, you know, Claudia Alvarez has a statement that she's not anti-Semitic, which, you know, from, from when she was on the city council in Santa Ana or the investigations into Sean Nelson's campaign violations when he was on the board of supervisors. And I, I think their name recognition, people will forget those individual stories and just have that name recognition. And then the deputy DA um, and because you wrote that incumbent judges often are never challenged, this is kind of the one and only chance the voters really have to weigh in on who has the temperament and the experience and and the ethics um, to be on the bench. And so, you know, I'm kind of trying to shine a big light on it. And I think other people in the county are worried as well. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's kind of where I'm at with this of trying to get people to read your articles, trying to get people to do research. Um, any other advice on how, how well, people can, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say too, there's also the, the, the um, not so secret practice of uh, um, that uh, one of my former colleagues, Frank Mikadot used to call the dance of the DAs where uh, a judge who's going to retire um, kind of keeps it on the down low and tells his uh, a favorite successor, usually uh, a prosecutor, you know, hey, listen, I'm going to be retiring. You could run for my seat. Uh, and sometimes the uh, the judge will even endorse that, uh, um, you know, that uh, uh, favorite successor. Mm-hmm. And it gives that person a, a little bit of a head start. Sure, sure, absolutely. And, and fundraising and... Right. Absolutely. With fundraising and, and just the knowledge, um, I think, get, you know, getting that campaign started um, and claiming the seat in a way when they, you know, are, are the first one to file that paperwork. I think there there's then other people don't want to run against that particular person. So um, that seems to be really common in Orange County. Um, uh, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. And I did talk yeah. to Scott Hart, um, who's a, uh, a campaign uh, strategist uh, um, who's worked on, uh, he said, 18 judicial campaigns. Wow. He says that that's what he advises folks that want to run for judge, you know, work for the DA's office. So it's all, I mean, it just seems like a pipeline. And, and, and then we get judges that 
have misconduct in their past and we it's almost impossible to remove them. So I think it's really, really important that people not just take that ballot designation um, and, and to research them. And yeah. Um, so are you planning to do more stories on some of these judges? Um, what, what can we expect between now and the election day? There's a couple of races that I plan to, um, to focus on and, and write uh, more on. Um, and um, uh, obviously we'll be doing more on the, the race for district attorney mm-hmm. and um, trying to get the word out to our readers and to the voters uh, to, to, to educate themselves. You know, yeah. the voter apathy is, is the biggest reason that this uh, um, um, so-called dance of the DAs has been allowed to uh, uh, occur. Right, right. And and I'm curious if just the large size of of the number nine. You know, when it's one or two, I don't think it's as noticeable. Um, when when a judge is is you know handing it off almost, and DAs uh, are are a pipeline to the bench. I don't think it's as noticeable. But when there are nine, there are so. Um, I'm really looking forward to the, the stories that you're going to write and, and, you know, just helping combat that voter apathy. I really appreciate all the work our local journalists are doing. Oh, thank you. You know, there's a, um, uh, a, a, one of the things that's happening um, within uh, the system is that, you know, people aren't, like I said, they're not educating themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and um, these are races that that you don't, you know, they're not very, uh, um, they're not up front. I mean, they're not front and center. Right. You know, right. Um, you know, um, school board uh, races, except for you know when there's a large number of folks, you know, running. Absolutely. Um, you know, these are, are so they typically typically they don't get the t- attention, and they don't get the attention in the news uh, um, media either. Right. Right, uh, but they're they're really you know super important. Uh, um, Absolutely, races. Yeah, and and I imagine you know you you do so much reporting on our our criminal justice system, and you see these judges, and and to know that voters chose them or they were appointed by the governor and then reelected without a whole lot of of scrutiny, I think has got to be frustrating. It's certainly frustrating for the rest of us, but you're you're you, you know you have a front row seat. For some of these courtrooms. Well, what I what I looked at, and I was I did the research, um, and I, I think that at the appointment level that they are scrutinized, you know, by the government. Oh, office. sure. Yeah. And um, that the lion's share, the the vast majority of our judges, the 115 seated judges that we have at this time, um, the vast majority, more than a hundred, are appointed. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a small uh, quantity that actually you know go to the go to that the that are voters. competitive elections. Yeah, correct. Right, um, and it's it, it's interesting that during um, the um, the snitch scandal hearings, in which there were hearings on um, the uh, illegal use of jailhouse informants by the district attorney's office and the Orange County Sheriff's Department. And, and other police agencies as well. Um, during those hearings, which started in 2014 and lasted until about 2017, maybe, mm-hmm. um, 2018, uh, during those years, 
um, very few deputy district attorneys uh, or, or Orange County prosecutors mm-hmm. um, were appointed by the governor. Uh, most of those appointments went to federal prosecutors, uh, uh, appellate court clerks, public defenders, uh-huh. um, uh, commissioners, uh, court commissioners. Um, yeah. So this is seen by some as a chance for the DA's office uh, to get back in the game, so to speak. Right. Uh, right. And, and they're looking at a large block of uh, um, judicial appointments that are up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe also to move out of the district attorney's office. I mean, that's it, it, that's another part that we haven't necessarily seen before, which is those who are not happy with Spitzer's leadership may be trying to get on the bench. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that some may see it as a lifeboat mm-hmm. and, and a way to get out and get elevated. Although I'm sure that they um, had aspirations uh, to begin with. Sure. Sure. Judges. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think lots of deputy DAs look in the mirror and see a judge uh, in the future. So um definitely part of that as well. A a number of these cases are two-person races, and so they will be decided in June, Um, but, but, you know, a couple have three or, or, you know, even more, and so the the candidates have to get a majority to win in June, otherwise it goes to a November runoff. Um, A number of these races are two-person races that will see a, a, a victor, but, but we may see it in November. When we have races go to November, is there more attention uh, in, in the November election, or does it get lost again in, in the you know bigger fights and campaigns? I think they get more attention if it goes mm-hmm. to a runoff. Um, there are fewer races, and there's there's that we can concentrate on. Yeah, um, and it all depends to the race and who's running. Sure, and the type of issues uh, that are there. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and and it and it does look like. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get some more attention because of, of the large number. So anything else we should know? Uh, no, just uh, stay tuned. Keep just reading. stay tuned and keep reading. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, keep, I, you know, I, I'll do my best to cover this as, <laughs> as thoroughly as I can. I appreciate um, that. But um, yes, you know, keep reading and, and just, you know, um, knowledge is power. Yes. And, and the, you know, I hope now that it's out there that you know, the way judges get elected in Orange County may, you know, provide some a window to uh, um, to deciding, you know, how they're going to vote. Yeah. And so, in addition to finding you in the Orange County Register, uh, folks can follow you on Twitter for breaking news, which is nice, um, and 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 keep uh, keep informed about uh, what's going on in Orange County. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending the morning with me. Thank you, Jody. 